This is a presentation of the Trine Broadcasting Network, part of the Center for Sports Studies at Trine University. Learn more at trine.edu. Welcome, everyone, to the very first episode of That Six. Uh, I want to start off with a little introduction about myself. Uh, my name is Kyler Bills. I'm a sophomore here at Trine University. Um, and really, to under, underestimate things, I love football. Um, I played football from age 10 to about age 18, um, you know, fifth grade to my senior year of high school. And although my playing days are over, uh, my passion for the gridiron, you know, is not. It's, it's not over. I wrestle here at Trine University, um, but I live, breathe, you know, outside of wrestling, I live, breathe, uh, eat and sleep, you know, the NFL and football. Uh, whether it be reading up on articles, watching games, playing Madden, um, or simply just talking about the NFL, I'm truly addicted to the league. Uh, unfortunately, I am a Carolina Panthers fan um, until I die. Um, so if a little bit of my bias seeps through, be patient with me. Um, and I'm honestly unbelievably excited to get the ball rolling and be able to talk about a true passion of mine um, with That Six. That Six, uh, that six will drop every Thursday um, as soon as it's processed, as far as time of the day. I'm hoping to roll it out in the morning, um, but right in time for Thursday Night Football. It'll be available on Spotify um, and any other streaming platforms. And every week, uh, what this is basically going to consist of, I'm going to go through do recaps of the prior week, um, do some predictions, some discussions, uh, cover or cover any other news you know that's happened throughout the week at this point. Typically, I record on Wednesday, so if something happens on Thursday or anything like that, it, it will probably be covered in the next episode. Um, and with the details out of the way, I'll stop lecturing you um, and really jump into week one. So week one starting off, um, I'm going to talk about some of the, the games. Um, I didn't necessarily, you know, Think about this. I wanted to get the ball rolling a little earlier, but uh, I didn't have my pickums published. Um, but I'm, I'm going to be honest and you know pick who I would have picked. Um, and I went nine six and one, one being the tie with the Colts. Uh, I think it'll be cool to track my predictions. I've never tracked my predictions throughout the year, so it'll be kind of cool to have that little baseline thing there. Um, so I went nine six and one. I'll kind of talk about who I picked throughout each game. Um, and give a little recap. So starting off Thursday night football, an amazing game, you know, to be expected uh, was the Los Angeles Rams versus the Buffalo Bills. Um, it was interesting, man. It was not the game I expected. Um, I, I personally expect the Bills to come out of the NFL, the AFC, the AFC East, um, and to come out on top. I know there's all this hype around them. And some people aren't buying into it, but I, I am one of those people who buys into it. I, I won't lie to you. Um, but I did not expect this game to go out in blowout fashion. Um, Josh Allen, Josh Allen's a great player. It, it's, it's absolutely insane, you know, what the caliber of a player Josh Allen is. Um, you know, leading passer, leading rusher. Although he had two interceptions, he really kind of starred. Um, five missed, you know, throws, 26 of 31, 297. Three touchdowns and two interceptions, really a solid day. I think, you know, if you take away those interceptions, he, he misses three passes throughout the game. Um, he looks sharp, man. There's no doubting it. You'd like to see the Bills' run game get a little more involved, Josh Allen being the leading rusher, adding another touchdown there. 
finishing the night with four touchdowns, a great performance by him. Um, you'd like to see them get Devil's, Devin Singletary going a little bit um, or James Cook. I know James Cook had the fumble, didn't see the field after it, but I think it's a little bit of growing pains. Um, I think James Cook's a great player, and I think all he needs is an opportunity. Um, Stephon Diggs, absolutely fantastic night. I think he went, what, five of six, seven of eight. I think he missed one target, um, eight receptions, 122 yards, and a touchdown. So I guess eight for nine. Um, on, on, you know, uh, clear consensus, not clear consensus, there's a lot of debate up there for who's cornerback number one in the league. But I think, you know, a common consensus, I guess, is that Jalen Ramsey is the guy at the cornerback position. Um, and to do that against him, the uh, – the 53-yard pass was was pretty insane. Um, Stefan beat him. You know whether Jalen expected safety help or not, it was still a great ball. It was still a great route. Um, and Ramsey recovered well, I think. Um, but you can see that bad blood there. Me personally, I'm not a huge Jalen Ramsey fan. Although I will, I will, you know, confirm at least to me, he's my number one corner in the league. Um, obviously, being a Panthers fan, when Steve Smith went to the Ravens, uh, Jalen's first game against Steve Smith. He chirped him up a little bit, uh, and I, I kind of took that personal, even though I'm not on the field. Um, but uh, but Jalen plays with confidence. There's no doubt he's going to be back. Um, as far as the Rams, the Rams, the Rams were interesting, man. I think I don't think it's a Super Bowl hangover. I think that the Rams still come out of the, the NFC West. Um, Stafford kind of had an off night, 29 of 41, 240, a touchdown and three interceptions. Three interceptions is not good. You're not going to win a football game throwing three interceptions. Um, you have to win the, win the turnover battle. It's just one of the biggest things. Um, but if you were wondering if Cooper Cup was just this this one hit wonder, he's not. He Cooper Cup really is him. And there's no doubt in my mind that the Rams will be all right. Like I said, I still think they're coming out of the West. I think they lose in the NFC Championship to the Bucks. Um, I think that'll be a really good rematch. Um, I'll get to my predictions, you know, throughout the season later. But um, I think I'll address the elephant in the room for the Rams, man. Uh, Cam Akers, Allen Robinson, you really, really want them to get more involved in this offense. I'm not too sure what it is. I think Coach McVay is a great coach. Um, but, you know, Cooper Cup can't carry this football team. I mean, he he kind of did last night or, or Thursday, but, you know, they lost by 21 points. So you, you carried them to a 21-point loss. Um, it's, it's not the best outlook, I guess, on things. Um but I think the Rams will be fine. I think the Bills are, are going to be out, outstanding. Um, as far as the defense, I personally thought that the, the Rams had a better defense. I, I did walk away this walk away from this game with a correct prediction. I did, I did predict that the Bills were going to win. I'm kind of a Bills fanboy. Um, growing up, I always got the, stupid, the stupidest jokes, man. People would say, oh, I'm Kyler Bills. And they're like, oh, you're a Bills fan? I'm like, no, unfortunately, I like the Panthers. Um, but we'll go. <laughs> We'll get to that next. Um, but I think they'll be fine. Um, I think I have both teams picking up a win next week. So I think they'll get back on track pretty pretty early. Um, next up is going to be the Panthers and the Browns. I'm going to start off by saying that I got this pick wrong. <coughs> Excuse me. I'm not one of those guys who sits here and picks, you know, my team to win every week. But I was very confident that we're going to beat the Cleveland Browns. I knew as far as a pass blocking, run blocking, it was going to be difficult, you know, from the standpoint that, you know, Miles Garrett's going up against a first-year rookie in Ikemi Kwanu, um, and Miles Garrett is is that guy. I think, you know, with you know, I'll get to it later, but I think Miles Garrett is going to win Defensive Player of the Year this year. Um, as far as the rest of Carolina, they struggled 
heavily in the first three quarters. Um, I think, yeah, they, I mean, Christian scored in the second um, with a sick, with a one yard run, um, didn't score again until the fourth. So you can't, you can't expect to win a football game by, by not, by having three or two scoreless quarters um, and not scoring for two quarters. They just, the offense has to get rolling. I think they have a young defense a little disappointed in some of the defensive efforts, especially the run defense. You know, Nick Chubb is a great player, but I think, I don't know, coming into that game, I thought we were going to be better than that. Um, I don't know if Hassan Reddick and Stephon Gilmore's departure was really that severe, but um, we, we really struggled defensively. Um, and I think it's something that we can get back together. I think Baker didn't play bad. Um, coming into this season, I was really high on Matt Corral. Kind of, kind of hard to see him go down, but I really do have a lot of faith in Baker. I mean, he's got to clean up fumbling the snaps. I know one was on Pat Elfine, um, or Fline, uh, low snap, and Christian actually got thirty yards out of it, I believe. Um, but that's just not going to happen. And then Baker did throw an absolute Stevie Wonder to Grant Delpit, um, and, and like I said with Buffalo, and this is going to be a reoccurring theme: is you have to win the turnover battle. Um, another another point I want to talk about and that I'm so passionate about is Christian McCaffrey touching the ball, the football three times throughout the first three quarters. That is that is just absolutely baffling to me. I think, in my opinion, you have one of, if not the best, you know, offensive weapons in the league, maybe the league's ever seen. And to give that give the man the ball three times throughout or six times throughout three quarters is just crazy. You know, two touches a quarter, two touches a quarter. I understand the injury concern, but I think we look at 2019, and Christian Christian was getting all those touches, you know, and he got them in 2018, had a stellar year. Um, I think he's fine. I think he's just, you know, a couple fluke injuries. I know two years in a row people look at that, and it's just not good. Um, but I think Christian's going to be okay. And when Christian got the ball, he was really special. Um, all around, it was a pretty good game by the Browns. Um, I know that there was the officiating scuffles that some people kind of, uh, you know, blame the game on, I guess. I'm not one of those Panthers fans who blames the game on the ref. I think Carolina played terrible. I was working a wrestling tournament literally all day Sunday, so I didn't get to watch as much football as I wanted to. But I did tune in. I have Sunday ticket. I did tune in on that every once in a while, periodically to watch the Panthers. I was following following along on ESPN GameCast. Um. Yeah, it was it was brutal. We we had we struggled moving the ball. Browns defense played great. Um, definitely won the turnover battle, and that's just so big. I think Baker threw a great ball to Robbie Anderson. Um, in the fourth quarter, that seventy-five yarder, Robbie, you know, kind of got past the defenders, wide open. Baker hits him in stride, um, and it's a touchdown. Going on going down to that last drive, Carolina scores a field goal. I think. We were way too passive. I think we could have gotten the end zone there, and, and I think if we get in the end zone there, we might win that game with, you know, the time. And I know that the fake spike, you know, gave them 15 yards or prevented them from losing 15 yards. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, but we did let them drive down the field in a minute, you know, in 40 seconds, and you just can't have that. As a defense, you have to. As a defense, the final drive of the game isn't that Ben don't break mentalities. You've got to protect the sticks. You have to get off the field. Um, and I, I really hope Carolina can rebound, um, especially next week with, you know, what seemed as once a lock in New York, I, I'm actually pretty scared about. 
Um, I think New York is, and I'll talk about it a little later. I think New York is, is going to give Carolina some fits. Um, next up is going to be the Saints and the Falcons, an NFC South matchup. Obviously, you know, the South being with Carolina and Tampa Bay. Um, I actually didn't know this game was going on. Um, it was it was pretty mind-boggling to see that Atlanta did it again. I guess it's not that mind-boggling that, to see that uh, Atlanta did it again and they choked. Um, as far as, you know, the game recap, Mariota played pretty efficiently, didn't turn the ball over through the air. Um, weird that Taysom Hill, four carries, 81 yards and a touchdown. Um, good game by Cordero. Uh, let Juice, Juice Landry, play pretty well. Drake London, the rookie, played pretty well. Kyle Pitts wasn't necessarily there. Um, but I think, you know, as, as I'm also a Florida fan. I'm going to try to avoid my bias. I think Pitts is really good. I think, I think as of right now, I don't think you're going to get a Travis Kelsey season out of Kyle Pitts because of the quarterback situation, even with Desmond Ritter. I'm not too high on Desmond. Um, I think it'll be difficult for Kyle to really emerge, I guess. Um, Jameis played efficient, didn't turn the ball over. 23 or 34. Um, I'm one of those guys who doesn't necessarily buy into the Jameis hype. I think this game should have been not a blowout, you know, because no NFL game should be a blowout. You know, you are, you have NFL caliber players at every position, clearly. And so, you know, you should be able to play and, and keep the game competitive. But this should have been as close to a blowout as possible. And you can see, you know, Atlanta settling for a lot of field goals. Um you know, for the Atlanta offense to put up 26 on a great Saints defense is, <coughs> oh, excuse me, um, it, it's truly surprising in a way. Um, but I think I think the Saints will be all right. Um, I think I think you can't expect too much from the Falcons. Um, I think the Falcons have some playmakers. But as far as in the next two, three years making a run, I just don't see it happening. I think they have too many holes. Um, but the Saints, I mean, Mike Thomas, two touchdowns, um, I think 50 or 60 yards. Not too bad, you know, when you look at the yards. But if you think about it, you know, yards don't call it. Your, yards technically don't give you anything except, you know, marching down the field. But it's it's getting in the end zone that really puts, you know, the mark on the game. It puts six points on the scoreboard. Um and on uh, on AJ Terrell, no less. You know AJ didn't give up a single touchdown in his first two years, and then you know gives up two, or didn't give up any in the in the last year, but gives up two to Mike Thomas week one. Will Lutz, no secret, no secret, or no no stranger to, to clutch field goals. I've seen that man beat Carolina on many many occasions with a game winning field goal, um, and you know he he knocks the fifty one yarder through the uprights and wins the game. Um, it was a good game um, from what I saw. I watched some highlights on it, tracked it. Um, yeah, it was, you know, the 16-point comeback in the fourth quarter you just don't see too often. <coughs> oh, I'm sorry. Um, next up is going to be San Francisco and Chicago. Um, this game was absolutely, absolutely incredibly surprising to me. Um, I expected... The 49ers, regardless, I'm not I'm not huge on Trey Lance, but regardless of Trey Lance's performance to come out of this game victorious. Um, but Chicago, man, they not a stellar game. Obviously, the conditions were kind of, you know, the outlier there and the, and the elephant in the room. But you have to learn to play with it. Obviously, the 49ers playing in California, 
it's a little different um, than going and playing in this absolute monsoon um, of, of Soldier Field. But, uh, you know, Justin Fields, you know, I'll turn the ball over once. Both of the quarterbacks didn't complete many passes for many yards. But she, and it's weird because, you know, you think in a game like that, you know, the, the, the runners are, are going to be pretty pretty high up there. Trey Lance leading the 49ers in rush yards that game. Khalil Herbert um, with nine carries, 45 yards, and a touchdown. So it was a... Uh, it was pretty good. I, I I was really surprised. I thought I thought Chicago coming into this year was a three maybe four win team max, um, and and to get a win week one against a, a top team in the Forty ers um, with a great defense that was it definitely sets the tone well for what should be a very exciting NFC North this year. I think you know outside of the Packers in the last decade, the the, the North hasn't been stellar. But I think we see um, maybe a, a change of, you know, the throne, you know. And I think that could happen this year. You'd like to see Darnell Mooney get a little more involved, David Montgomery come back. I'd like to see Fields kind of show something in his sophomore season. For Lance, I expect there to be some growing pains, um, especially now with his top runner gone. We'll touch on that a little bit. But Elijah Mitchell out two months with a sprained MCL. Um, it, it'll be interesting. Um, the 49ers still have playmakers. I expect Debo to maybe line out of the backfield a little bit, um, which I know there was this these rumors in the offseason that he didn't want to do it, but I, I assume he'll do whatever it takes to win football games. Um, as far as the 49ers competing in the West, it's, I don't know. Um, I, I think I take Arizona, who I'm not very high on, and the Rams over them. Um, I, I think they finished probably third in the NFC West this year. Um, so next up is going to be the Black Force Steelers against the Cincinnati Bengals. And uh, I don't even know where to start with this game, to be honest. Um, you have Joe Burrow throwing three interceptions in the first half, which as much as I've preached this throughout this first episode, you cannot turn the ball over that many times. I mean, you know, two interceptions is, is pushing it, and to throw three in the first half, four in total, is just not going to be good. And especially when those balls are converted straight into points, you know, with a pick six. Um, the, the Steelers played a good game. Um, Evan McPherson looked human, uh, made a 59-yarder in the first quarter, missed a couple field goals, missed a game-winning field goal, um, and, and then Boswell to knock it through. I think Jamar Chase is, you know, he's he's for, he's, he's legit. Um, Joe Mixon with an incredible workload, 27 carries, only 82 yards, but still, and it was, it was interesting to see Chase Claypool get six carries. Um, did not expect that, but an, but an efficient game from Mitch, um, twenty one and thirty eight. I guess not exp- efficient, you know, as far as a completion percentage. Didn't turn the ball over throughout the air, um, and scored a touchdown. So there's not a whole lot more you can ask, um, especially when your defense is playing that well, um, and keeping you off the field. But I think the Bengals will be fine. I think Joe Burrow will be fine. I'm not one of these people who buys into oh Joe Burrow's done. He's washed. He's a fraud. Um, I think Joe Burrow's an absolute fan, an absolutely fantastic NFL quarterback. I think there's probably three or four teams he wouldn't start on in the NFL. Um, so I think it was just a rough outing, but altogether, I think he'll be he'll be fine. For the Steelers, um, man, uh, I don't know, man. This this news throughout the week with the injuries is is going to be a little problematic. I think it all depends on Najee. I think Najee's, you know, they're saying he's good to go for Sunday, um, which would be huge. 
But I do think, you know, T.J. Watt with a torn pec, um, I think they were saying it doesn't, it probably won't require surgery, but would still be out six weeks. Um, I think that's really going to hurt the Steelers' defense in their pass rush, although they still have Cam Hayward. They still have some great defensive linemen in a front seven. But I think we could see the Steelers struggle a little bit. I think the Steelers are going to be um, – I'm trying to think. I think the Bengals are over them in the north. I think the Ravens are over them in the north. Um, the Browns, I think, will be close. I think it will be really close. Um I think it all depends on how Deshaun Watson comes back and plays football, even though it's 11 weeks in. You know, those last, you know, seven, six weeks, I'm not too sure when their bye week is. It's going to be really crucial for their playoff position and, you know, how they finish that season. Um, nobody remembers how you start, it's how you finish. Um, but it was a good game. Um, a lot of missed opportunities, but I think that was a common thing. It was a really sloppy week one of football um, for a lot of teams out there. Um but I think the, I think both teams will be you know okay. Obviously you know Cincinnati a rough outing by their star quarterback, but I do think you know Pittsburgh's injuries are going to really trouble them. I, I I assume or I I see Cincinnati coming back in this game later in the year and winning it. Um, next up, we're going to talk about the Eagles and the Lions. This game absolutely. I mean it, it it's not as baffling as you know some of the past games and some of the games to come, but. You know, you look at the Lions putting up 35 points and the Eagles winning by three points. It's it's one of those games I did not expect that. You know, I saw, you know, Jamal Williams scores, you know, in the first quarter. And the Lions does a great do a great job about, you know, holding them. And the Eagles go on a little bit of a run. Um, you know, up 14, you know, DeAndre Swift answers back. Uh, up 10, you know, at halftime. And Jamal Williams with two touchdowns. Uh, the run game for... Um, Detroit this week was really good. Uh, you saw Miles Sanders get some action, which was cool. Um, Jalen Hurts was kind of, la- I won't say lackluster, but he had, <laughs> excuse me. Oh, I'm sorry about that. I uh, I have a little bit of a head cold. Um, but Jalen Hurts, you know, missing 14 passes um, and, you know, not throwing a pick throughout the air, but not also throwing a touchdown. You like to see, but but ten receptions, 155 yards to AJ Brown. It almost makes you, you know, question what Devonta Smith's outlook is going to be like, um, especially if Miles Sanders keeps running the football like he did this week. Amonra with a decent game, eight receptions, 64 yards, and a touchdown. Um, Goff Goff played decent, um, especially for Goff standards. Two touchdowns and an interception. Obviously, you don't you don't want to turn that ball over, but you know to answer back with two touchdowns is big. Um, I did not expect the Lions to be in that game. I think as much as I don't like the Eagles, I think the, the Eagles did a lot of good things this offseason. So for – and I've told everybody this. I think the Eagles are a lot like the Dolphins in the sense that it all depends on their quarterback play. Um, you got two Alabama guys who have all the talent in the world, but they just haven't lived up to those expectations to this point. Um, something that can definitely change – but it's, it's just going to be interesting to see how those teams do. Um, you know, they have playmakers, A.J. Brown, Devonta Smith. You know, for the Dolphins, they have Tyreek Hill. They have Jalen Waddle, who we're actually about to talk about right now. Um, and at, at great defenses. Well, you know, the Eagles have a pretty good defense. Um, Dolphins have a great secondary. Um, it'll be interesting to see how these teams shape up. I don't see either of them winning their – well, actually, I do. I see the Eagles winning their division. 
Um, I think the East is going to be, you know, they're traditionally kind of the weak spot, a weak conference, but I think it's going to get worse this year. Um, As far as the Dolphins, I don't see them beating the Bills, but I do think that the Dolphins will make the playoffs um, if if Tua can play well, but that's a big if. Um, But jumping into that game, uh, Patriots-Dolphins, 7-20, it's... It's interesting. Also, before I before I move on, I want to talk about some of the games I missed. I I picked the Saints over the Falcons. I picked the 49ers over the Bears, lost that game. I picked the Bengals over the Steelers, lost that game. I picked the Eagles over the Lions. I won that game. I picked the oh, I forget who I picked for this game. I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure I would have picked New England. So I'm 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 going to be honest there. I'm going to take the L there. I'm going to say I would have picked New England. Um, I would have thought with Bill Belichick and inconsistency on Tua that New England would be able to get it done. Um, Mac Jones has something going on with him. I think it was a back issue. All altogether, a pretty efficient game, you know, from the checkdown master. Um, you know, twenty-one of thirty, a touchdown and an interception. Obviously, you know, it's, I don't mean to 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 beat a drum or you know beat a broken record or whatever it is. But uh, a touchdown and an interception, you don't like to see those interceptions. Have to protect the football, especially in these low-scoring games. Tua played pretty well, 23-33, 270. A touchdown, uh, missed a couple throws, but you're going to have it. Run games weren't extremely, you know, like present. You know, you look at Damian Harris, 9 carries, 48 yards. Chase Edmonds, 12 carries, 25 yards. So not a great performance. Damian over 5 yards a carry, but still... Um, Jacoby Myers, four receptions, 55 yards. Tyreek Hill, eight receptions, 94 yards. Obviously, the, the Pats, you know, going up against Xavier Howard, Byron Jones. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be difficult, um, you like to see. But Tyreek, to do that on Xavier Howard, I think, I think it's a good sign uh, for Dolphins fans. Um, it, it's, it's shocking that New England won the turnover battle there. Um, or wait, I'm sorry, Miami won the turnover battle. This was weird. Um... It was, it was actually a really even game outside of the turnovers, so I think that's why you see how important that is, 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 is protecting the football. Excuse me, I have to cough again. Oh, my gosh, I'm so sorry. Um, so next up, Ravens-Jets. This game went, went pretty according to plan. I picked the Ravens. Um, I think with Joe Flacco being out there, I think, I think with Zach Wilson, that game's still very hard to win, but with... With Joe Flacco out there, I just don't expect don't expect the Jets to have much offense. Um, they did score a touchdown, uh, more touchdowns than the Cowboys scored this year. Joe actually played pretty well, although he threw sixty passes. Um, he did throw for three hundred seven yards, touchdown and an interception. Lamar seventeen of thirty, two thirteen, three touchdowns, one interception. Great game from Lamar. It's it's interesting to see where Lamar is going to go. I don't think Lamar is going to stay in Baltimore. Declining a, a six year contract. Does not does not give the best signals. Kenyon Drake, new running back in Baltimore after being cut by the Raiders. Uh, 11 carries, 31 yards. I'd like to see him get more involved. I'd like to see the Baltimore run game, who hasn't been there in such a long time, kind of get more established. Michael Carter, which is really interesting. I know a lot of people are looking at Brees Hall. Um, to get 10 carries, 60 yards, it's hard to, hard to move off that. Rashad Bateman with the long touchdown. Um, uh, 55 yards, yeah. So, 
He had two receptions, 59 yards um, and a touchdown. Obviously, you know, the other reception being four yards, but um, still got it done. Corey Davis with a pretty good outing, six receptions, 77 yards. You like to see Elijah Moore get a little more involved. Um, I think I think the Jets probably finished pretty low in the East. I, th- I have the Ravens actually winning this, the North, um, which might be a little controversial, but I think I think Lamar is really going to step up this year. Um, now onto the Jaguars and Commanders. I picked the Commanders to win this game, and they did get it done. Um, it, it, it it's interesting. The uh, the Commanders are kind of like where all the Carolina Panthers go to die. Um, Good to see James Robinson back and kind of not leapfrogged by uh, Travis Etienne. Um, Christian Kirk with a good game after all year people were doubting him. Um, Antonio Gibson with a pretty good game, I think, um, you know, over 120 all-purpose yards, you know, from scrimmage. Trevor Lawrence, not the cleanest game. One touchdown, one interception. Uh, missed 18 passes for 275. It, it wasn't bad. You know, I think the Jags are going to take a step up this year and competing with – Honestly, not a bad Commanders team, especially with the Commanders' defense. is pretty shocking, and it's, it's it's good to look up on. I think they're going to finish above the Texans and maybe the Titans this year. Um, that might be a hot take, but it'll be interesting to see how Tennessee does this year after struggling in week one. Um, excuse me. All right, I'm back. Um, so, I don't know. It's it, it, a good showing by the Jacksonville um, it's good to see Wentz throw for four touchdowns. I thought Wentz actually had a pretty decent year in Indy last year, um, but I know the the last week with Jacksonville was kind of kind of this like ultimate deal breaker for a lot of Colts fans. I live in Indiana, so um, I got to hear about it all the time. But good to see James Robinson out there. Good to see Antonio Gibson, but speedy recoveries to Brian Robinson um, after Gibson kind of fell off pretty majorly. Um, it's good to see Gibson out there getting more involved. Um, next up is the Colts and Texans. This game was pretty pitiful. Um, somehow the Colts made a 17-point comeback in the fourth quarter. Um, but honestly, the game shouldn't have been shouldn't have been very close at all. Um, I want to look at this real quick. I think, okay, so Rodrigo Blankenship just got cut today, um, just a couple hours ago. He only went, he went two for three. You know, missed a field goal. Um, I, I thought Specs was pretty decent. You know, I think you look – well, first off, I'm going to recap the game a little bit. Um, O.J. Howard with two touchdowns is kind of kind of good to see. You know, Davis Mills, a very efficient performance, missing 14 passes, throwing for 240 and two touchdowns. Matt Ryan with all the passing yards in the world with 350, um, missing 18 passes. Very a – a lot of offensive snaps um, for the Indianapolis Colts this week. Um, with Matt Ryan with 50 passes and Jonathan Taylor with 31 carries. Um, Jonathan Taylor had a great outing, 31 carries, 161 yards, and a touchdown. Michael Pittman with a great outing, nine receptions, 121 yards, and a touchdown. Brandon Cooks with a good outing, seven receptions, 82 yards. Um, and Rex Burkhead, for some reason, getting the, the carries over my favorite you know, Florida running back of recent memory, Damian Pierce. Uh, unfathomable to me, but... You know, they were in the game. Um, it, it's interesting to see that this game was so close because Indy has, you know, 13 more first downs, nine more minutes of possession. You know, they had one more turnover, which I think is where you see that, but, you know, nearly 210 yards more of offense. 
Um, but the Texans' defense kind of, I, I guess they weathered the storm. I think the interception was big. Um, Rodrigo, obviously, missing a field goal in overtime is, is not going to help you out. But I think Rodrigo's a good kicker. I think wherever Rodrigo goes, he honestly might come to Carolina, and I wouldn't be mad. Although, Eddie Pinheiro did make his one field goal he kicked, um, which is all you can ask of him because he only kicked one. But I would not be too upset with Rodrigo Blankenship in Carolina. I think he's a good, efficient kicker. Um, but next up is going to be the Giants and the Titans, which was a very, very probably, – probably the upset of the week. Um Giants rallying down from 13 points to beat the Titans 21-20 on that two-point conversion. I will say, I'm going to start this off, how great it is to have Saquon Barkley back doing Saquon Barkley things. Daniel Jones with a interesting stat line, um, kind of a Mac Jones-type stat line, 17-21, 188 yards, two touchdowns and an interception. Um, you know, he... he he only threw it. He only threw one interception. Threw two touchdowns. Wins that. Sterling Shepard two receptions, seventy-one yards, and a touchdown. Derrick Henry um, twenty-one carries, eighty-two yards, average. Well, I'm not going to try and do that. What is it? Uh, Four point two five yards per carry. Uh, but it, it's great to see Saquon back. Tannehill didn't play bad, um, but that two-point conversion and uh, I think I think Tennessee missed a field goal. Mistaken. Um, but uh, yeah, 65 yard touchdown from Daniel Jones to Sterling Shepard. I mean, what can you ask for? Graham Gano kicking the field goal. He was he was one of the last couple kickers that Carolina has just thrown out the window. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, I don't mean to rain on Carolina, but uh, I always think of it when I see familiar names. Um, man, this week two matchup scares me with the Giants. Uh, Anytime you see a team like the Lions or the Giants who have a coach that really want to play for them, it scares you. Although they might not be the most talented team, they might not be the best team, um, it scares you because when you have a passion for pl- who you're playing for and you're all playing for that same person, um, you know, you're, you're going to exceed expectations. And I think it's it's, it's going to be interesting to watch the uh, – <clears throat> watch the Giants this year. I think they have some some weapons with, you know, if Saquon can return to his prior form and then Kadarius Toney. Um, but it, it, it's almost like a make-or-break year for Daniel Jones. Uh, a lot of lot of quarterbacks in this next draft. So I think if he's – he's definitely got pressure on him this year. Um, and it'll be interesting to see how he performs. Next up, Packers-Vikings. Um, I'm going to recap a couple games I missed. I had the Colts beating the Texans and they tied. So that's the one there. Had the Titans beating the Giants, that was a loss. Had the Packers beating the Vikings, which was a loss. Um, honestly, I just thought that even though you know Green Bay didn't have those recept- those receiving options, that you know with Jair on Justin Jefferson, he might actually you know lock him down or at least slow him down. You can't stop him, but you can slow him down, um, which was clearly not the case. And I don't even think Jair was on Justin Jefferson. It makes no sense to me why you would put just or Jair Alexander on Adam Thielen, and I'm not saying Thielen's not a great football player, but I, I don't know. I think you have a, a consensus top three at worst wide receiver in the league, and you don't put your best on him. It just doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Um, obviously, Justin Jefferson with uh, nine receptions, 184 yards, and two touchdowns. Uh, most of that was in the first half. 
Um, it's it's big. Dalvin Cook with a, a a decent workload, 20 carries, 90 yards. Aaron Jones didn't have a huge workload. Aaron Rodgers was not helped out at all. Um, but uh, Kirk actually played a really good game, only missed nine passes, 277 yards and two touchdowns. That's about all you can ask for from your quarterback. Um, Minnesota winning the turnover battle. Pretty even on time of possession and pretty even on first downs, but those turnovers are going to be big. Um, in these games, and for Justin Jefferson to just go through and torch. There's no there's no question in my mind that uh, Jefferson is top three. Um, I've been – and I don't think that's a big, uh, you know, question in a lot of <clears> – excuse me – in a lot of people's minds, but to do it against, you know, not a bad defense by any means in the Packers, it's it's pretty good. Um, and I think he's he's clearly claimed his – his, his seat in the top three and on that podium. Next up is going to be the Chiefs and the Cardinals. The question all offseason, would Ty, would Patrick Mahomes be able to do it without Tyreek Hill? The answer to that was yes. Um, the Chiefs throwing, you know, Patrick throwing five touchdowns and beating the Cardinals by 23 points. Obviously, the Cardinals without, <coughs> oh, excuse me, <coughs> without a, um, DeAndre Hopkins, I'm sorry. Uh, obviously not going to help out much. Um, but uh, it was weird. You know, Mahomes has a great game. Misses nine passes, throws for 365 touchdowns, no turnovers. Um, it's good to see the uh, the rookie out of Kansas City. Can't even pronounce that name. I'm sorry. Uh, 12 carries, 62 yards, and a touchdown. A pretty dominant performance by the Chiefs. Um, Travis Kelsey, great game, eight receptions, 121 yards, a touchdown. I think we're going to see that a lot. Um, and Marquise Brown didn't play a bad game, um, you know, scored a touchdown. And the Cardinals honestly didn't do too bad offensively, that is. You know, Kyler didn't even throw an interception. Um, but, uh, you know, Arizona did have one turnover. Or no. I don't know. Um, sorry, but Kansas City leading the game. You know, by a lot, by over 150 yards uh, with total yards and over, you know, what is that, 15 or 15 more first downs in, in Arizona. It's going to be hard to win a game like that. Um, well, every drive is just so important. Um, but I think Kansas City, I do think Kansas City is going to come out of a stacked AFC West. I think the Chargers present them the most, the most challenge, especially with Justin Herbert, I think, having a breakout year this year. Um, but, uh, I do think, I do think it'll be a great game this Thursday. I think it's going to be an absolutely fantastic game and I'm really excited to watch it. I thought last Thursday was a good game. And I think this Thursday is even better. Uh, actually next up is the Raiders and the Chargers an AFC West matchup. Justin Herbert throwing three touchdowns, um, 280 yards. Derek Carr with not a bad, okay. If you take away, and I know it's a big takeaway. If you take away the three interceptions, not a bad game. Misses 15 passes for 300 yards and two touchdowns. Obviously, you know, throwing three interceptions is not going to help your team out at all. Demonte Adams played well, 10 receptions, 141 yards. Touchdown, Keenan Allen with an average, not an average day, but for, for Keenan Allen, it's pretty average. Four receptions, 66 yards. Um, it, it was pretty good by Keenan. Um, I'd like to see Mike Williams get a little more involved. You'd like to, you need to see Eckler do more because – Throughout the year, if, if the teams are just going to hone in on the pass, you need to see Austin Eckler just, you know, break a couple runs, be able to wear a defense down. 
Um, Raiders need to do that as well. They need to get Josh Jacobs involved, especially after cutting Kenyon Drake. Um, you need to see more of a balanced team from the Raiders. Um, but overall, it wasn't a bad game. You know, Drew Tranquil, Charger alumni, getting his first career interception. Uh, Carroll Charger, which was my high school, and then to the Los Angeles Chargers after Notre Dame. It's really cool to see that. He's battled through some injuries. Um, anyway, it was really nice to see. Um, Chargers are going to be great, man. Uh, it, it, they really make me want to pick them over the Chiefs in the West, but I think I think with Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey, if they can get Juju going, if I don't know, man. It'll be interesting. I think it's going to come down to you know, the defenses. And I, I do trust the Chargers defense more, but it's just like the Chiefs show up in big games consistently. Um, so that that's going to be – it's far and away the best def- division in football. Um, you know, next up is the Buccaneers and the Cowboys. Um, Buccaneers, pretty much a dominant performance. Uh, Cowboys got on, on board force. first, 51-yard field, 51 field goal, um, and then not, not a single thing after that. Not a single thing. You have to see the Cowboys be better offensively, and it's not going to get any better. Uh, with Dak out for what seems to be several weeks is, is all they're saying. Um, I think he said, yeah, I think the surgery needs, or the thumb needs surgery, um, which, which isn't good for Cowboys fans. It's, it's not good at all. Um, I think if CeeDee Lamb can get more involved, I think you look at the Cowboys to bring in another guy in there, especially in in it. In the East, which isn't necessarily wide open, but it is at the same time. I think the Eagles have a great team, but they're not locked into the division. Um, so you need to, to squeak out these wins when you can. If you if you lose all those games without Dak Prescott, you're just not going to make the playoffs. Um, but the Bucks looked good. Tom Brady looked good. Oldest starting quarterback. Um, a touchdown and an interception. Not bad, or not great, but not bad. Dak didn't look great. Miss, miss you know, more than half of his completions uh, or attempts and an interception. Lenny looked good. Zeke with a with a rough outing. Um, you'd like to see Zeke Zeke do more. Uh, Mike Evans with the Mike Evans stat line. Um, and you need to see CD Lamb get more involved. There's there's just no no doubting that. Um, game was pretty even as far as stats. You know, with only a hundred more yards. Um, turnover battle was equal. Possession battle was pretty much equal. Six more first downs for the Bucks is where you get that. Um, and then just capitalizing on those turnovers. Um, and those first downs were huge in the fourth quarter. Absolutely huge. It won my uh, won my fantasy game because the Bucks stopped the Cowboys in garbage time. It was absolutely amazing. Um, closing off is the last game of week one, which was uh, the Broncos and Seahawks. I'm going to try and, try and hurry this up so we're not here all day. Um they wrote Gino off, but he didn't write back, man. Uh, absolutely amazing quote. Amazing performance by Gino. It's interesting to see. You know, Gino didn't throw that many yards, but he was efficient, man. And Russ didn't play bad either. Thir- he missed 13 passes, threw for 340 and a touchdown. Um, Jerry Judy with a good outing. Will Disley with that 38-yard touchdown was big. Um, Melvin Gordon, which was interesting to see him getting carries over Javante. I know they have that running back by committee, but – you like to see Javante get some more touches there. Um, Denver, act, it's so weird looking at these stats right now. Um, first downs was pretty even. Possession was pretty even. Turnovers, Denver had one more. But but total yards. 
Um, Denver with almost 200 more total yards, but just cannot capitalize. You know, the goal line stand was huge. And then the clock management at the end was just absolutely brutal. Seahawks getting their first win after booing Russ on his return. As far as that, I get it. I think I think Russ is, you know, probably the best Seahawk of all time. Um, maybe outside of Steve Largent, but <coughs> to boo that guy, I guess I get it. You know, he wanted, he forced himself out of Seattle, and you don't want a guy like that, but I don't know. It, it, it's definitely difficult. I think Russ is, it somehow became the, just the corniest player in the NFL. Faking high fives, let's ride. I mean, I just, it's good to see Denver take a loss, even though I picked them. Um, so, yeah, 9-6-1 on that week. It was it was an incredibly interesting week of football. Um, I'm definitely going to watch more football this Sunday. Like I said, I didn't have an opportunity to watch a whole lot of the games. Um, but I'm definitely gonna, going to take more notice this week and you know, watch all the games I can You know, on Sunday. Um, now we're going to talk about some news in the NFL. Uh, a lot of injuries. You know, Dak Prescott, TJ Watt, Najee Harris, Derek Barnett, Elijah Mitchell. Jamal Adams, a lot of these guys missing some significant time out outside of Najee Harris, um, which I think they're saying he's going to hopefully be back Sunday. But I've seen this story before with Christian. Where they rush him back, and he, he tweaks something, and he's out, and he plays for a week and tweaks something again, and he's out for three weeks. And hopefully Najee can stay here, stay healthy. Sorry. Um, but but TJ and Najee is going to be huge for the Steelers if, they, if they're not on the football field. And, and TJ's out for, what, I think, six weeks at least. Um, Derek Barnett, unfortunately, tore his ACL out for the season. Elijah Mitchell out for two months with a sprained MCL. Jamal Adams actually got injured last week. Um, hopefully it's not anything too significant. Um, you know, even though they're saying it is, I think it was his quadricep. Um, and then Dak is going to be out for several weeks, um, which is going to bring us to our next – a couple points later. Um, Robert Sala – Taking receipts. Uh, Robert, I, I get it, man. Like, you want to. You know, people are doubting your team, and you don't like that, especially as a head coach. And if you do prove everybody wrong, then you're going to look really cool. But at the end, you know, you, you're going to win four or five games maybe, and it, it, you, I don't know what you're taking receipts of, my man. Uh, especially in a, a pretty solid AFC East. Um, I don't know if that's the – I don't. they might lose six games out of these – out of their division, guys, and that's going to be brutal. <clears throat> Next up is a lot of rumors this offseason with Brady's headspace. Um, that interview with Brady um, where, you know, he was like, you know, stuff happens. Uh, it's just I'm getting old, man. It was, like, hard to watch. Like, I grew up watching Brady. Um, I grew up kind of hating Brady, but now I respect him. I actually really like Brady. Uh, Florida Brady's just different, man. Um, I'm, I'm hoping everything's okay with Tom and his marriage and his family. Um, it's his most – obviously, at the end of the day, this is just football – and you like to see people taking care of themselves first. Um, next up is is M Michael Thomas and, and Saquon. Are they back? I really hope so, man. And even though Michael Thomas is a saint, and I, I've never really liked Michael Thomas, missing that substantial period of time for these last two years, um, I would want like I want that out of Christian McCaffrey. So so it's it's foolish and, and immature of me not to want that from MT. Uh, Saquon has battled through so much. And it would just be absolutely amazing to have Saquon back to the player that he once was. And he showed, you know, not even glimpses. He showed promise of that. Um, next up is, is, is in the quarterback, you know, situation for the Cowboys. Um, Jimmy G and Cam Newton, uh, 
Man, as a Panthers fan, I love Cam Newton to death. I think his time in the NFL might be over. Um, I don't know if he wants to play football. I'm not too sure what it is. Um, and I think he does want to play football. And I think he's a good player, and I think he's a Hall of Fame, Hall of Fame player, but it's hard to see him in another jersey, but I don't want to see him in Carolina. Like, like I'm sick of just the old quarterbacks who just are, are, are a shell of themselves. Um, <clears throat> so you just... I don't know, man. I think I think Jimmy G could go to the Cowboys because Jimmy can play. I think they're pretty committed to Trey Lance because, you know, I remember seeing this report that when they kept when they kept Jimmy, he uh, he was going to, you know, if Trey Lance struggled, Jimmy's in the game, and, and Trey Lance struggled, but Jimmy did not go into the game. So, I think Jimmy might be might be a future Cowboy. I think it wouldn't be bad for the Cowboys. He's an efficient player. He's not going to be as flashy as Dak as far as throwing for a whole bunch of yards and everything. But you know, he's going to game manage. He's going to get the game. He's going to get the job done, and he can win you some games. As far as you know, like that Cooper, that Cooper Rush won't win you. Um, and I think that's going to be big if you have playoff intentions. We know that Jerry Jones and the Dallas Cowboys do. Um, now I'm going to talk about some of my award predictions for this year. Um, MVP, I have Josh Allen. I think. I'm sure you guys are sick of hearing me talk about Josh Allen. But uh, I think Josh Allen is, is a fantastic player. And I think Patrick Mahomes is up there in this discussion. And I think Herbo's in, up there in this discussion. But I think Josh Allen, I mean, he showed glimpses week one against the Super Bowl champions. You know, a, a good defense, you know, in the Rams, a great defense. One of the best in the league. And not necessarily to shred him, but to have, not have his way either, but to have a great game with him. Um, it shows promise. Offensive player of the year, Jay Jettas. I don't think there's any doubting it. Je- Justin Jefferson has, has continued to improve every single year, and I don't think he's stopping. Defensive player of the year, Miles Garrett. I think with TJ being out for six weeks, I'm kind of cheating because if you asked me this a week ago, I'm probably saying TJ Watt, but I think Miles Garrett now with Watt out is, is going to be not a lock, but – with teams honing in on Aaron Donald and Aaron thinking about retiring, I think I think Miles Garrett's going to grab that torch. Comeback Player of the Year is Christian McCaffrey. I think if we give him the touches, there's no doubt in my mind he'll be Comeback Player of the Year. Although I could see Lamar Jackson kind of stealing that from him. <coughs> oh my gosh! Excuse me. I promise the next week I won't be coughing like this. Um, trust me, it's it's aggravating me just as much as it's aggravating you. Um, offensive Rookie of the Year, I have Damian Pierce. Staying true to this pick, even though he was very lackluster in week one, I think. Did you give it, get him give him some more time in this offense? You know, I think you can only do so much with Davis Mills and Brandon Cooks, and you're going to have to run the football. Defense player of the year is interesting. I'm going to go Aiden Hutchinson, even though I wouldn't be surprised, you know, if Sauce Gardner, if Derek Stingley. Um, those are probably some of my other guys. I don't think Trayvon Walker is going to win. I don't think uh, Kayvon Thibodeau is going to win. Um, but I think it will be Hutch. I think – Lions are building something there, man, and, and they play football. They play hard-nosed football. Um, coach of the year is Sean McDermott, former Panthers coach. I think he was a defensive coordinator for us. Um, and I, like I said, he's leading the Bills to the Super Bowl win, and there's no doubting coach of the year if you win the Super Bowl. As far as my league predictions, we're going to go AF, NFC South, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, NFC North. They dethrone the Packers. I'm going Minnesota Vikings, AF, or NFC East. Philadelphia Eagles, especially with Dak Prescott out now. NFC West, the Rams, I think they have too much firepower. Um, and as long as they can get their guys involved, if Stafford stays healthy, 
Stafford stays smart. They'll win the NFC West. Um, as far as the AFC, um, the AFC South, I have the uh, Indianapolis Colts. Um, I think the Titans might be up there, but I honestly think that the that the Jags might eclipse the Titans. The Titans did not have a good performance. Um, but I think the Colts are still going still to be all right. As much as I hate to say it, because I absolutely despise Colts fans, um, I think that Jonathan Taylor's a great football player. I think Matt Ryan's a great – I've been watching Matt Ryan against the Panthers for, you know, actually as long as I've been watching football. I think Matt Ryan's still got a lot in him. Um, AAFC North, I have the Ravens. Um, <clears throat> I think – I think Lamar Jackson comes back and has a very strong year this year, and I think he gets it over the, you know, he's he's in this prove it year, which I don't know what he has left to prove, but he's kind of in a prove it year. I think Lamar strives. I could see the Bengals kind of kind of staying in there. East, I have the Bills. I don't need to say anything. AFC West is difficult, man. Like I said, Chiefs, Chargers, not disclo- not like not discrediting the Broncos or the Raiders. But those are my two teams as far as an all-around team. Um, I'm going to give it to the Chiefs because they just always win big games. Like, if you ask me, whoa, this is interesting because I'm actually about to make this prediction. Oh, I'll just save it. I'll save it. I think the Chiefs are going to win. And then AFC champions, I have the Buffalo Bills. NFC champions, I have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Super Bowl champions, I have the Buffalo Bills. So, (coughs) <coughs> We're in for a crazy year this year, man. Uh, a lot of good football this week and last week and to, to come. AFC West matchups are going to be electric all year, man. Um, but now I'm going to talk about some of my week two predictions, man. Um, and get out of here. It's been a long episode. Um, Thursday night football, Chargers Chiefs. Thursday night. <sighs> man, I've been I've been debating this the whole last couple of days. I'm going to take the Chargers, man. I know, I know, I know, but I think I think Kansas City comes back and beats them. I think they match up better than the rest of the division. For this matchup, I'm going to take the the Los Angeles Chargers, um, Cleveland, New York. I'm taking Cleveland. I think Jacoby Brissett can game manage and gets it done. Detroit Lions versus Washington Commanders. I'm going to take the Detroit Lions in an upset if you can count it that. Um, I think Dan Campbell has has his team playing for him, and especially at Ford Field, I think it'll be a, it'll be a good game, man. Uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus the New Orleans Saints, a battle of the defenses. Um, I think Tampa Bay is going to be too much for New Orleans, even though Tom and the Bucks kind of struggle against New Orleans. I think I think they get it done there. Carolina, New York. I promise I'm not always going to pick Carolina, but I am going to pick them here. I think Carolina gets back on track, gets a win in New York. Uh, New England, Pittsburgh. I think uh, this one's difficult. I think Najee, players, Najee Harris plays this week. I think the Pittsburgh Steelers get it done. Colts, Jaguars, I think Indy finally gets over the hump and beats Jacksonville in Jacksonville uh, this year. Uh, Miami, Baltimore, give me Baltimore. Um, I think Marlon Humphrey does a little better job controlling Tyreek Hill. Uh, I think nobody on that, well, that's not true. They have a great secondary, but I do I do think Baltimore's going to get it done. Should be a pretty good game. Rams, Atlanta, Rams, I don't have to say anything. Um, Seattle, San Francisco, I'm going to take Seattle, man. Um, I actually had the wrong. I actually had the swapped last yesterday when I was kind of preparing all my stuff. But I think with how Seattle played, how San Francisco played, give me Seattle, man. <coughs> oh my gosh, I'm sorry. Um, Cincinnati, Dallas, give me Cincinnati. They get back on the on the right track with with no Dak Prescott. 
Um, Houston, Denver, give me Denver. I think they get back on track against a, a, a not too talented Houston team. Uh, Arizona and Las Vegas. I think Las Vegas gets on track against Arizona. Arizona starts 0-2. And, and not a brutal division, but a tough division. Um, Chicago, Green Bay. I think Chicago – or Green Bay, sorry. Gets back on track. Um, although the, the Bears were playing, man. Um, but, you know, Aaron Rodgers is the Chicago Bears' daddy. Uh, Tennessee, Buffalo. Give me Buffalo. I don't think the game is going to be very close, especially with how Tennessee played. Uh, Minnesota, Philadelphia actually – might be a really good game. Actually, probably a pretty good game, and we could see this this matchup later on in the playoffs, according to my predictions. Uh, give me Minnesota. I don't think that there's anybody in Philadelphia who can really lock down Justin Jefferson. Um, so, so you're going to have to give me Minnesota there. I think Dalvin Cook has a pretty good game, even though the Eagles' defense is, is pretty solid. Um, but, yeah, I think those are my predictions. Um, we'll see how I do, you know, when I when I meet you guys next Thursday. Um but, man, that's going to conclude it for the first episode of That Six. My name is Kyler Bills. I want to thank you so much for listening. Um, I'm really excited, man. I think we're going to have a lot of fun this season. I'm excited for what the future holds. Again, I want to apologize. I'm going to try and do my best of editing my cough out. I had to mute a couple times. have a little bit of a head cold right now. Um, but I, I will be better in the future um, in making the audio and everything a lot better. But, uh, yeah, everybody stay safe, and I will uh, see you guys next Thursday. Thank you, and goodbye. Thanks for listening to this presentation of the Trine Broadcasting Network, part of the Center for Sports Studies at Trine University. Learn more at trine.edu. Soundstrike.